Hey podcast people, how's it going? This is Azrin, the Language Nerd here. I'm the owner of the Calgary Language Nerds, and welcome to today's podcast episode. Today I will talk about two different topics. The first topic will be my favorite language learning resources, and the second topic is going to be a follow-up on yesterday's podcast where I discussed the importance of telling the truth. The first topic, in other words, my favorite language learning resources, will be a much more shallow and less intellectual topic. And of course, the second half of this podcast is going to be much more intellectual, because if you if you listen to yesterday's podcast episode, well, it was a very deep podcast episode. That's what tends to happen at nighttime when I record my, my, episode, my podcasts. So let's get started. When it comes to my favorite language learning resources, I think at the top of the list, or at least very close to the top of the list, would be italki.com. italki.com is a website... <clears throat> is a website that has lots of different tutors for a wide variety of foreign languages. My favorite part of italki is that the prices are usually pretty good. You can find tutors often for as cheap as $10 US an hour, and sometimes you can even find people for cheaper than that, for five or six or seven or eight dollars US per hour. You also have more experienced tutors that have higher rates, such as $25 or $30 or $40 or $50 or $60 an hour. You have tutors with rates like that as well. And those tutors, as a general whole, I would say, are more experienced and have worked with more learners and generally, teach, generally tend to run high-quality classes. But if you're not able to afford those rates, you can find a pretty good tutor or often a very good tutor for a much cheaper rate. I like italki as well because there are so many tutors on the website. So you can explore the different tutor profiles and find a tutor that you think would best suit you. Some tutors specialize more in conversation classes. And they're more of a casual tutor that doesn't have a lot of experience, but they just want to be there and help you practice conversing if you want. Some of them are really good at teaching grammar. Some of them have very specific methodologies and they will mention that in their profile. Some of them, there's, there's a wide variety of different types of people. Some of them specialize with kids. Some of them teach teenagers. Some of them are great with business, helping you prepare for business purposes, or rather help you learn the language for business purposes. There's, there are a wide variety of tutors with, wide variety, with a wide variety of life experiences, with lots of different teaching styles, and a, and a whole bunch of different prices that will fit basically any budget. So I love italki. I, use it, I have used it a lot and I plan to continue using it in the future. <clears throat> Another resource I like is HelloTalk. HelloTalk is an, is an application where you can find people who will practice your target language with you. So if you're trying to learn French, you can find people, native French speakers, or at least advanced French speakers, who will practice French with you. In exchange, the person you are, the person who is helping you practice French or whatever language, they will want you to they will want to practice your target language with 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 them. Did that make sense? For example, if you speak English and you're learning French, the app will help you find French people that will help you practice French if you help them practice English. So it facilitates a language exchange. I'm a big fan of the application. There are millions of users on the application. And there are lots of different languages available on HelloTalk. And it's a great way to make new friends using the internet that live in different parts of the world. I think HelloTalk is very suitable for extroverts and introverts. But I would say it probably leans, 
I would say it's probably slightly easier for, for extroverted people and people that have very good people skills. I say this because if you're extroverted and you have great people skills, HelloTalk provides you the opportunity to go make 25 friends online and talk with them for hours a day. I actually remember this one guy that I know. He was learning Spanish and he had on HelloTalk, I don't know how many different friends, but he had a lot. And every day he was, he was texting with them or calling them or voice chatting with them like throughout the whole day. When he'd be at work, he'd take out his phone and he'd see eight messages from his online friends and he'd talk to them and they'd text back and forth. When he'd get home, he'd hop on a voice call with one of them and they'd, ch they'd chat on the phone and they'd practice Spanish together. He would help them practice English. And he was doing this hours upon hours a day and he progressed rapidly in Spanish. He has an impressively high level in Spanish and he did so pretty fast. Now, if you are not an extrovert, that's okay. It's still worse for introverts. And I know many introverts who have set up, who have used HelloTalk to, to progress in their target language. What they've done is they find just one or two people that they get along with and they set up a weekly or maybe twice a week call with this, with their language partner and they help each other practice each other's language, each other's languages. So it can also work for introverts. HelloTalk is a versatile application and you can use it in whatever way, shape or form you like to help to improve in whatever language that you are trying to learn. One thing to be aware of in HelloTalk <clears throat> is that because there are millions of people on the application, you don't know who you're going to meet. So some of the people you talk to will not be people that you get along with, and that's okay. Or sometimes you'll message people, someone for a while and then they will stop answering messages because they got really busy. Or I know for women, Sometimes you, you will get some creepy guys who hit on you or who make comments like that, who make comments of that make you feel a little bit uncomfortable, who maybe the guy thought it's a dating application or whatever the case may be. And so if that happens, block the guy, stop talking to him. Like that kind of thing can happen, which is unfortunate. It is unfortunate. But even with that, I do believe, you know, I've talked to enough women who use the application and have had very positive experiences using it. I'd say the majority of people I talk to enjoy do like the application, so I'm a big fan of it. A similar application, which I've not used personally, but I've heard very good things about, and it's essentially the same concept, is an application called Tandem. T-A-N-D-E-M. So it's basically the same application from what I've heard from other people, and I've heard great things. So that's another application you may try out. Another language learning resource I like and I think is very useful, however, I don't personally use it, but I've looked at it reasonably extensively and I, I have used it in the past, is an application called Link. L-I-N-G-Q. Link is an application where you have, how do I explain this? It's an input-based application. So you open up the application and there are lots of different texts in the target language that are already pre-imported. The texts are often graded by level. So you can find things that are for beginners. You can find things for more advanced people. And as you read these texts, you can, you can click on different words that you don't understand. And it will give you a definition or a translation. I think it gives you a translation, actually, not a definition. It gives you a translation to English. You can then save some of those words for later so that... When you read another text on the application, the application recognizes that, oh, look, this is a word you read in a previous article. 
So that's really useful. Many of the texts are going to also have someone uh, reading the text out loud. So you can have an audio component. At least that's my understanding of it when I, was, when I used to use it before. I think they've changed their interface quite a bit from when I've used when I used to use it, and I think it was uh, um, uh, I think it's gotten a lot better from when I used to use it actually. So Link is really cool, and I like it quite a bit. the The coolest part about Link is you can even import your own texts and your your own text into the application. Link has a desktop version of the of of the application as well as a like a desktop version as well as a mobile version. Again, not something I use anymore, but I, I used to, I did I have used it before and I did enjoy using it. Other applications that I like or other programs or resources, um, this is I suppose this next resource is a little bit cliche in a way, or maybe seems old-fashioned, but I do like taking group classes that use a textbook and follow a textbook. I do enjoy them. I find them quite useful, especially when I take them in a university or higher education format. <clears throat> I do like that quite a bit. I should probably preface that and say that I don't rely on the course to teach me the course material. So I do quite a bit of practice outside of the class. However, the group class still will be one part of my language learning strategy. I do like that quite a bit. I also think for myself, I like a website called meetup.com, M-E-E-T-U-P.com. You can find you can find different events, events and get-togethers for language learners in your city. So for example, if you're learning French, you might find a group of people that get together and gather to practice French together, to practice French. If you live in a small town or something like that, maybe you won't have any groups for the language that you're learning, so that might be slightly unlucky, but you can always start your own group on Meetup, and maybe you can be the person who starts that up. In my city, I was that person. There were some events for Spanish and French. There were some. There's. There were some events. Don't get me wrong. But I wanted to start my own, which is what I did, and and uh, yeah, I started my own. <laughs> but you, even even if I didn't want to, I used to go and I used I used to go and join other people's events too. That's how I heard of Meetup in the first place. And I was a big fan of it. And I continue to be a big fan of it, actually. It's a great way to meet new friends and, and practice another language. There are other resources that I like, but those are, I, those are some of the resources that I currently use. Oh, sorry. I do want to mention one more, actually. One more resource I like, which works for a pretty wide variety of languages, but not all languages. There's a website called DeepL. Dot com. It is an online translator, very similar to Google Translate or many other translators on, on the internet. The difference is that I find that DeepL does a much, gives much more accurate translations than, for instance, Google Translate. When you put in Google Translate some phrase or expression or idiom, Google Translate has a tendency of translating that word per word. And Google Translate doesn't always do the best job of accounting for context. To, and Google Translate doesn't necessarily do a great job of guessing what you are actually trying to say. So when you say, when you type in Google Translate, what's your beef? And you try to translate that into French. Well, it's, I actually, unless they've changed it, but last time I typed that in, it, Google Translate did not recognize a what's your beef is an expression in English that means what's your problem. And what it translates to in French is quel est ton boeuf, which means literally mean what is your beef, as in like, where's your beef or something like that. 
and DeepL, DeepL.com doesn't do that. It sometimes will. It's not perfect, but it is very, very accurate. Now, the only downside with DeepL is that it's not offered for all languages. The languages on Google are much, there are much, there are many more languages offered on Google than there are on DeepL. But to DeepL's credit, they've been adding more and more languages every few months. So now when I first started using it, I think they only had six languages or seven. I think it was mostly European languages. Now they're up to 24, I think. There's there's quite a wide variety of languages now. I can't remember the exact number, but it's 20 something if I'm not mistaken. So they are continuously adding languages and it's a really cool, it's a really cool platform. I even think one thing they didn't have before that I believe they've added recently, but I, I, I should go check this to make sure. Um, I know that uh, DeepL used to not have a speaking function, meaning in Google Translate, you could click on the little speaker and it would read, Google Translate will read out the words. You can hear what, a, what it sounds like. It's a robotic voice, but it's better than nothing. I think DeepL didn't have that, but if I'm not mistaken, DeepL now does. Or even if it doesn't, there I know there's a roundabout way for you to figure out how to pronounce at least individual words. Uh, DeepL has a partnership, or maybe it's the same company, I don't know. But I'm just going to say they have a partnership with another website, which is uh, Lingui.com. Lingui has been around for much longer than DeepL has, at least to my knowledge. And Lingui is just a standard online dictionary. But what Lingui has, and I think this is why DeepL tends to work so well, if I had to guess, I'm not sure, but this is my guess. What Lingui did, and has always done for years now, that other translators, other online translators and dictionaries did not, is Lingui, when you search up a word, will find, will find actual examples on the internet of, of, of sentences it'll pull sentences from real websites of where of that of the word you searched being used so if you searched beef it's going to find lots of websites online that use the word beef now nowadays there are other websites that do that and it's quite common and you can find other translators that will do that as well but i remember when i first came across lingui i was well i mean god it was probably something like something like 10, more than 10 years ago, I think, maybe 10 years ago. Um, I remember at that time, I don't, I don't know if there were other websites that did that. No, not that I'd ever come across, no one I ever spoke to did. And I was in a language learning program in university. So you would think someone would have come across it, but it was a really, really, it was a really good tool. And I'm, I'm a big fan of that. So what I, what I believe is that because Lingui has always pulled, has always used context of how words are used in other websites and to provide those for you when you search for a word, I think that's how DeepL is figured. I think that's probably one element as to how DeepL is able to get more accurate translations, especially on a phrase and sentence level than, for example, Google Translate. So that's, I'm a big, big, big fan of this website. Okay, let's now transition to the second half of the podcast, which is going to be, as I said, much more intellectual. And it is a follow-up on yesterday's podcast. If you haven't listened to yesterday's podcast, it's called, I think, I believe it's called Tell the Truth, Don't Lie or something like that. I can't remember the exact title, something like that. <clears throat> Go listen to that one. It's just the previous one before this episode. And then listen to the second half where I'm following up on it. Because otherwise, I don't know if you're going to follow everything that, I, that I'm discussing here. 
So I shared my, I, I posted my podcast yesterday. I uploaded it. And I received a message on Instagram. I'm actually going to open it right now. Here we go. It's on my computer. On my computer. It's on my phone. Okay. First, I'm going to read the message out to you. And then I'm going to share some of my thoughts. Here we go. I'm actually going to paraphrase some of it. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm just scrolling down to see where I should start from here. Okay, let's start here. When you meant the person says the following. When you mentioned speaking your truth today, I was intrigued, especially when applying it to what I'd say is incorrect on their part, the comment about you being narcissistic. There was there was a I I can't remember which podcast episode I mentioned it, guys, but there was a podcast where I was talking about someone who had called me narcissistic. I can't remember which episode it was, but there was an episode right that talked about some comment on some platform of someone calling me narcissistic. So that's what she's referring to. She then continues. Is it a she? Anyway, this person then continues. I don't think you are narcissistic by any means, but I think following the thought process of I want more donations because I do a lot of work is dangerous. It is a breeding grounds for anger, ego, and greed. It's a tough situation, but this is what I see my truth as. One last note. A truth is a feeling that you feel strongly, but don't, but don't look at the truth at face value. Understand why and see the motivators behind it. This person then continues and says, This is all logic I've seen discussed by you. I figure perhaps maybe there's value in it. Perhaps not. Nonetheless, I thank you for all you do. We then exchanged some DMs back and forth. Um, the person then followed up on a couple of things I said. <clears throat> and they followed up and they said, There's anger because you are dissatisfied. There is a greed for more net income in your business. I was sharing that what I shared with, I should probably say this first. What I shared is that I agreed. I, I, I agreed with the fact that, hmm, how do I communicate this clearly? I agree that you you don't you can't I agree when this person says that you can't necessarily take the truth at face value. You have to look at what the motivators are behind that truth. I, I think that's a fair statement. And for me, what I realized when when I was reading this message from this individual is that when I shared, oh yeah, I want more donations. What the real motivation behind that is I want I want my business to grow more. That's really what I want. I want my business to grow more. And I want to earn more money for my time and effort of running my business. However, it doesn't have to be, and maybe it even shouldn't be, primarily thanks to donations. Maybe not. Maybe... And pro what I'm leaning towards here is perhaps the way it should happen is that I actually find even more paying students and grow the business that way and offer other products and services, which I have been doing, by the way, and have that has been helping. Um, but that was the, the deeper meaning. That was the deeper motivation behind me saying, I, I want more donations. What I'm really saying is I actually want the business to grow. And I do see, I'll be honest, I do see donations as one avenue of that happening and by me just saying hey I by me making it known that hey I accept donations and I want them I think that some people will give more donations because they actually want to and they just keep forgetting to do so 
I'm one of those people. There's people I want to donate to online and I literally forget to do it. And until they finally say like, hey, you know, really looking for the donations right now. And if you can send something, I can appreciate it. And sometimes they go, oh my God, I've been thinking about this for like four months and I haven't sent one. So I don't, I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing for me to say I want more donations because I, I do. However, there is some truth in what this person's saying that the actual motiva motivation behind me saying I want more donations, for example, <clears throat> is that I'm actually just wanting my business to grow. I see donations possibly as one, one avenue, but I don't think that's going to be the primary avenue. That's just one small avenue. Okay, what else did I say here? What else was there? Let me keep scrolling through our messages. Um, now, what I didn't agree with, and then the, the person then messaged me back and we went back and forth a bit. What I don't agree with is when this person says that, um, <clears throat> that my feelings will lead me down a path of anger, ego, and greed. That I disagree with. And then the person followed up and said that, in short, expectations are dangerous, which I agree with 100%. If I'm expecting people to send me donations, for example, or if I expect people to act a certain way towards me, both in my business and in my personal life, that is dangerous because when people let you down, it can make you feel... How can it make you feel? It can make you feel, yeah, angry, upset. Those are two emotions for sure. Betrayed, maybe, on a deeper level. <clears throat> um, I think the key for me is I don't actually expect... I think I think that's 100% right. And I have, I have no expectation of people, people, for instance, sending donations or people even just taking classes for crying out loud or purchasing any workbooks. Like I have zero expectations there. But I will share that I want it. And if you can do it and you want to do it, then go go right ahead and I will be very, very appreciative. But I do not expect it. Right? Not, not one bit. Um, the person then continues and says, there's an anger because you're dissatisfied. There's greed because you want more net, net income. There's an egotistical aspect in wanting your time to be seen as more valuable and or fruitful for you. And then the person says, and it's tough to look at those in the eye and to understand them, as they're all human qualities. But understanding these as expectations is how we as people can suffer less. And not understanding will lead us to continuing to suffer a great deal, whether that's through stress, burnout, or what have you. Um, then the person was clear and said, I've not, I'm not once questioned your character as I've seen your work. It's excellent. I love listening to your podcast, in fact. But as someone who I see as intelligent, intelligible, capable and adaptable, I felt like this perspective could be could possibly be, be fruitful for you, which I think it was. I enjoyed this DM back and forth. It was quite fruitful for me, using this person's words. Um, I think for me, like one thing I want to comment on is <clears throat> I don't think that I have an anger because I'm dissatisfied. I don't think so. Because I'm grateful for everything that I have. And I'm also very proud. I'm very proud of myself for what I've accomplished in the past five and a half years running the Calgary Language Nerds. I remember when I, I used to run, I used to work at a window cleaning franchise and I ran a window cleaning franchise for five and a half years. And I remember when I first left, I was so nervous that I wouldn't be able to, <clears throat> that I wouldn't be able to actually run a business on my own without the support of a franchise. I was very self-conscious of it. And this, I've even said in a podcast, I think maybe a year or two ago, something like that, that right now running the Calgary Language Nerds is in a way just an experiment to myself to see if I can do it. I just wanted to see. 
And what I've proved to myself, over, I'm very proud over the past five and a half years because it has grown literally because of my, my efforts and of course the efforts of my team too. But it's grown and there was no, no one gave me a leg up. I didn't start any platforms. There's no loans. No one gave me anything. I, I started it from literally zero. <clears throat> and so I'm very proud of what I've accomplished. Very, very proud. And I'm very grateful for everything for the, for, I'm also very grateful for everything that I have. On the same token, I do want the business to grow more because I have, listen, I, I'll, again, speaking my truth, I have some personal personal goals for myself that I would like to accomplish. <clears throat> there are certain things I would like to purchase as well for myself that require more money than I have now. There are certain things that I want for me personally. I don't really want to share what they are today. I don't, that, that's for myself, I think. But there are things I want to buy. And I want more money because there's things I want to do altruistically. There's things I want to do for others that require more money. And to be honest with you, more skill than I have now. We'll get to the skills in a moment. But there's things I want more, like things I want to do altruistically. I want to give more to charity. I even want to start my own philanthropic, philanthropic, how do you say that word? Philanthropic project in the future. Um, I want to be in a financial position where I can actually spend 50% of my time on a day-to-day -day basis to helping other people, picking a cause and actually dedicating myself to a cause that's bigger than myself. But to do that, I need to put I need to put myself in a financial position where I'm able to do that. Uh, Ooh, I burped. That was really disgusting. Sorry. Um, I need to put myself in a financial position where I'm able to do that. And I need more money right now. I need more money than what I have now to do that. And not to mention, by growing the Calgary Language Nerds, by learning how to make the podcast bigger by learning how to make content by learning how to find more students by learning how to make the my website better by learning how to make the calgary language nerds better it makes me a more skilled human being which therefore makes me more capable to see to, to, see, to have professional success right so i don't i don't feel any anger because i don't necessarily i don't necessarily see dissatisfaction. well actually i'm what does satisfied mean like what is, I don't. I should look at the definition of dissatisfaction because maybe I have a, dis, I have a different understanding of what it means. Because I suppose I'm on one hand, I I, I suppose I'm satisfied with what I have, but I, I want more. Can you say that? I don't know what that means, but there's more that I want to do. There's not done. There's so much more I want to do, and there's so much more I want to accomplish, and there's so many more things I want to try, both work-wise and hobby-wise, and just personal interest-wise. There's so much more. More places I want to see, more places I want to go, more experiences I want to have. I need, to, I want to learn how to swim. Like I can't swim. I want to go take swimming lessons. Like, right? I want to do that. I, I want to do. A, I want to actually take some. Mar I want to go back to taking martial arts actually as well. That sounds like an interesting project for me. There's quite a few things I want to do still, right? <clears throat> and so I, and so I don't, you know. Am I dissatisfied? Maybe, but I'm pretty pretty happy though and pretty grateful for everything I have. But am I dissatisfied? Maybe, depending depending on what dissatisfied means. Um and then I don't think wanting my business to grow is has an element of greed. I don't think that's greedy at all. Not at all. Like no, I, I would disagree with that. I don't think there's a there's a greed there because I want more net income. I don't think so at all. I want the business to grow, but I don't think that's greedy. <clears throat> Um, I don't think there's an, again, depending on what the definition of egotistical is, but I don't think there's an egotistical aspect in wanting my time to be seen as more valuable and or fruitful. 
I don't think so. You know, I think that yeah, there's nothing wrong with being want to be want to want to be paid be paid for your time and paid for your expertise or even paid more. Like I've increased my prices and not not recently I haven't. I haven't recently increased my actually I did increase my price on one person just very recently, but in general I haven't increased my rates. Um in a long in in quite some time but i'm not opposed to doing so i have done it before right so i don't have an issue with that. i don't think that's necessarily a bad thing not necessarily so but i do agree with what this person's saying in a lot of ways I, I agree that expectations are dangerous i agree with that um i agree you have to look at what's the motivation behind what you feel is true I do, I do agree with that. There's a lot here that I agree with, and I did appreciate this message because it has helped me refine my thoughts in a way. Um, yeah, it has helped me refine my thoughts. Someone once said, I've heard someone say, like, someone, like, people challenging you or ask, even just asking questions about things that you believe, um, <clears throat> it, uh, it, uh, what's the word? Um, uh, what's the word here? Um, Oh, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> anyway, it's okay. All right, well, I'm going to wrap this up here. I appreciate your guys' attention, and um, we will talk, uh, we'll talk soon. Bye-bye.